Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and today, Amy Lengel returns to explore Psalm 65 with me. And explore is a great word for our conversation. As you hear, we went places that neither of us quite expected in our notes, but the psalm proved to be really fertile ground for exploring larger questions of God's blessing and what it means for him to be invested in our world, in the physical world, and in our lives. So whether we come to clear conclusions or whether this is just an enjoyable conversation between people trying to process and find their way, I'll leave to you to decide. But to get us started, here's Amy reading Psalm 65. Praise awaits you, our God, in Zion. To you, our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who form the mountains by your power having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drenched its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. Amy, welcome back to Curious Psalms. Thanks, Matt. Going to be honest, I don't have, sometimes I have a little intro, get us going line. (laughs) I didn't write that down in my notes. Well, you did say before we began that this is a good psalm. It's a great psalm. A great psalm. I think it's a great psalm. I I agree. It is a great one. I guess, are you allowed, I think you're allowed to have, are you allowed to rate the psalms? Are you allowed to say this one's better than this one? Yeah, when you're asking someone like me to come on a podcast and talk about it, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> There's well, been there have been psalms that have been easier for me to understand and and other ones I've had to really pick apart to figure out what they're saying or yeah. what it means, yeah, yeah. In, you know, in my opinion. But oh, some just kind of naturally come to me and it's it's nice. I mean, it's it's it feels good when that happens. Nice. Yeah. Well, I like it. Well, let's dive right into this one then. Okay. This great psalm. I agree with you. Let's start with this question. Very simply, what stood out to you in reading the psalm? I laughed because I put uh, verse 2 and 3, and then I added 4 through 13, (laughs) which is the whole psalm. Which is the whole psalm. I I laughed at myself. But really what stood out was the beginning, Mm. where it says, You who answers prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Mm. And, you know, I feel like God is God's intention is to bless us and he wants to draw people close to him. 
He wants us to stay near to him. If we are, if we do that, we are, have a, you know, a fruitful life and we, he's full of forgiveness. So I don't know. I just feel like his intention is to bless us and he wants us to stay close to him. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of every part, there's maybe three parts in the Psalm, right? And every part is full of kind of this image of blessing and grace for sure. Actually, what stood out to me was at the end. So, well, I mean, it all does stand out, right? Because it all works together. Yeah. But as I read this, I thought of, have you seen Fantasia? This Disney movie? It's been a while. I, I don't think I ever saw it. I haven't seen it since I was a child, but there's one scene where basically the premise of the movie for those who haven't seen it is they take various sort of classical pieces of music and then put cartoons, which feel simplistic, but like set cartoons to them. Mm -hmm. And there is one, they do this with Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony, where it is essentially like this like rich, lush scene for the most part populated by kind of like greek mythology so there's sort of pegasus various like flying horses there's bacchus the god of like wine and festivities comes in zeus is involved but one of the images is sort of like the hills overflowing with wine like all this celebration there's the pan flutes are going by the centaurs and just like abundance and i just thought you know the end of this psalm is kind of like like the biblical fantasia right it's like it sounds wonderful. I want to go there. Yeah, doesn't it? Right, like the <laughs> like the end, like even the images, the yeah. grasslands of the wilderness overflowed. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks. The valleys are mantled with grain. It's like they're putting on their party clothes right. and then shouting for joy and singing. And I was just struck by how imaginative the imagery in the psalm was. You sort yeah. of can imagine all of creation joining in in song almost and it's certainly not the not the only place where the bible has this kind of rich imagery of not only people praising god but all of creation praising god i think even of jesus saying that you know if if my disciples are silent then the rocks will cry out right like this idea of all of creation but i just thought this is just such a beautiful rich rich depiction and i i want like a i want a biblical fantasia i guess <laughs> That's where my mind went anyway. It sounds lovely. I mean, that's where, like, in verse four, blessed are those you choose. I mean, I think the word choose, like, if Mm. we if we choose him, if we choose him, we will be blessed. And it says, we are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. And, I mean, well, maybe I'm moving on to the next one. But reality is, is that what you just described isn't everybody's lives right but there are times where it sure feels that way Hmm. you know we're not i mean be nice if there were hills full of wine all the time (laughs) and you know this uh, music playing all the time but reality is is that's not how life is but with that said there is a feeling of that when you do choose god and you choose prayer and you you choose to turn to him and live that way live the way god intends you to live how he wants you to be living yeah well that's a nice it's a nice pivot to our second question for sure because and there is obviously this imagery of choosing and then here as well this is blessed are those who god chooses Mm -hmm. right so as we move on to our second question what do we learn about god or how do we encounter god in this psalm so i have one line okay that i wrote down lay it on us i put god has a plan and it's better than what we can even imagine. 
God has a plan and it's better than what we can even imagine. Yeah. Next question. Okay. How does this song? <laughs> I'm on. just kidding. No, tell so, me more. You know, even when times are tough and you, you feel like, where is he? Yeah. You know, where is he in this moment? When there's a crisis or a death or tragedy in your life, you think, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And if you turn to your faith and you know that God has a plan, there are brighter days ahead. It doesn't feel like that in the moment for many people, for most of us probably. Yeah. But this psalm to me is if you if you have faith and you turn to God and you have God in your life and you're living the way and you're accepted by him or you accept him in your life, I should say, then life is like Fantasia. <laughs> Not on the day-to-day, but if you look at your life, I mean, people, there, a lot of us are just quite blessed. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, we're not, I'm not talking money. I'm not talking, you know, all the materialistic things, but it's, it's, we are so fortunate, you know, so. It's challenging. I was wrestling with this a little bit, Amy, because there's, this Psalm is really interested in the physical blessings right so it's talking about creation and it's talking about for this people there's lots of grain and the crops are well watered and the carts are i think the the literal translation here is like dripping with fatness Mm -hmm. like there's so much overflowing that even sort of the the furrows behind the carts as they go are full with the the abundance which is all very physical like one of the things that grabbed me about what we learn about god is god's invested in some ways in the physical, but you can see how this raises the question of, well, okay, uh, if I'm a, if I'm following Jesus, if I'm following God, then are my sort of metaphorical crops supposed to be overflowing, abundant? Am I supposed to have a, a large house? Am I supposed to have a, you know, three car garage? Am I supposed to have X, Y, and Z, a boat? Uh, am I supposed to have an apartment here or there? And if I'm not, does that mean God's not blessing me? And I think reading this Psalm without the context of Jesus and what he's doing can so easily lead us to sort of wonder those questions. And, but I think what you were talking about is helpful because it points us, okay, God is invested in the, in the physical. I think we see that in this Psalm, Mm -hmm. but also we need to recognize that when, when Jesus comes, he envisions blessing in an even more expansive way. And that there is, because of Jesus, there is hope But Jesus is also fulfilling these promises and giving us an even greater anticipation of when the whole world, not just one one piece of land for one people will be this way, but when the whole earth will be remade because of what he's done. And in the meantime, the the blessing in our life looks like so much more than sort of the materialistic things we might want, right? It's intimacy with God. It's intimacy and community with others. But like this psalm is just a little tricky, I think, for us because you can see how someone would say, well... Okay, I'm ready for I'm ready for my crops to come in, so to speak. <laughs> right. Know? Well, okay, so you can look at this two ways. Okay. I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying, and it's all kind of coming to me right now. So, so someone can read this psalm and say, "Then where is my big house? Where right. you know where are where are my?" multiple cars, where's my money, my bank account. Mm -hmm. However, 
if we are looking at this, he's with this psalm, and tell me if I'm straying here, but it's there, he's calming the seas, mm. which then would allow the fishermen to actually fish and provide food. He is providing water, which then would allow the farmers to grow their crops and provide. So there's still work for us to do. Mm. Am I straying from the topic? No, I think that's... <laughs> I mean, if, if, I, if I'm really looking at... The, and I didn't... I was not looking at it this way when I walked in here. Yeah, but, yeah. So if you... You know, you care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water. Provide the people with grain. It's like he's given us the foundation. But what we do with that foundation is going to determine what our our day-to-day life is going to be. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm kind of process. Okay, now we're both processing live here, <laughs> which is the best kind of conversation, right? Oh, man. I, I think there's some truth to that, obviously. I mean, this is... This is the gift of creation to us, I think, that God gives us, right? He gives us kind of, in a remarkable way, kind of the the raw materials of a world mm-hmm. and then invites us to create and be creative and continue his creative work, right? right? So it's like, okay, the world is laced with gold and then humanity comes along and makes beautiful jewelry and what a remarkable thing. The reason I think we have to be careful is because of the flip side of this. So it's one thing to say God sort of sets you up for success and abundance and there's he invites us to do work i think that's true i think the flip side is we want to be cautious of not saying well when drought comes are all the farmers in our area sinning when someone gets fired are they now outside of god's blessing does this make sense yes but when the drought comes you have to have faith that there's going to be rain next season you have to have faith that things are going to change, right? Yeah, but sometimes the rain doesn't come, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. Mean... And even for the people of Israel, like there were there were seasons of extended drought. We know from the biblical story. And so then what you what you do with that. Now, often the Bible, in the case of the Old Testament, is linking that with Israel's unfaithfulness. But then Jesus comes along and there's people who are like, hey, that tower fell down on a bunch of people and killed them. So isn't that God's judgment? And Jesus basically says, that's not God's judgment. Right. And so suddenly Jesus is inviting us to, to I think, a, an even fuller understanding of what God is doing. That he's not sort of, it's not merely about sort of blessing. Here's my blessing, good things. And I give this arbitrarily to you. It's, there's a whole way of living. Mm-hmm. That is an abundant way of living that may or may not be marked by the material blessings or success, right? Right. Like even if we think about Jesus' own life, like the narrative of his life is not a radical success, <laughs> right? It like, right? Like there is death before there's resurrection. So yeah, I think, I think Jesus helps us reinterpret even while recognizing that God is a God who brings abundance and blessing. Like I think we have to try to hold both of those at the same time. I'm not sure if this is how it was supposed to be going, but. <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, and worth processing, I think, because the Psalms do this a lot, right? They are the Psalms of a particular people in a particular place. Right. And then we have to think about, okay, what does it mean for us thousands of years later to be processing and thinking about them? Which maybe leads us to our last question. 
Okay. How do these? How does this psalm help us to pray? Well, what I came up with. Let's see if it's on point now. Oh, but I'm I, sure I just said be. even even when it feels like times are tough and it's hard to understand His plan, to continue to turn to God and know that if I do, there are greater times ahead. Mm. So I go back to having faith. Yeah. And continuing to pray and to just know that, you know, if there is a drought, I have to have faith. I have to continue to pray and and turn to him. and But also, you know, live my life with grace and the way that he would like me to. The Psalms are constantly inviting us into like both an openness to ask our questions Mm -hmm. and a confidence in what God will do. You know what I mean? And I hear you there kind of really expressing kind of that confidence of we might not know, like when the rains don't come, like we cannot know for sure the rains will come next year, but we can be confident that God is in some way, perhaps in ways that we might not even expect, working mm-hmm. towards our best, right? And toward yeah. our good. The listeners that are still with us, if, <laughs> if, you, if, if you're still there, we've kind of all over the board. But I mean, it's interesting how, like I, when, when go back to the material possessions, yeah. I, I think of current day material possessions. Yeah, sure. You know, I think about, you know, just it's, we, we're not supposed to care about those things. It's nice to have, but like we're not supposed to focus on having, you know, grand things, right? We're supposed to, we're supposed to just be okay with what we have and be able to, you know, be able to provide for our families and, but in a minimalistic type of way, right? Isn't that... Hmm. I'm thinking about this. You just keep asking like provocative questions. <laughs> well, do you think I'm it's learning? A, it's a learning church. No? <laughs> well, we're all learning together. Do you think it's as much as like, like that we're prescribed a certain kind of way of living so much as we're prescribed a way of like gratitude and generosity? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like for the sake of the, uh, of the community and our relationships, it's unhealthy, sinful even to, to covet and kind of be jealous of what our neighbor has. Right. 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 Yes. So we know that. But then like, I mean, the Bible doesn't really say like, here's, here's like what your 401k, like you should limit it to this much or like, here's what's too big a house. It seems like Jesus even is giving us more kind of guidelines. And those guidelines often, I think, look like a simpler life than many of us maybe initially want, but they're more guided. It seems like by generosity and kind of gratitude than necessarily these limits. What do you think? Yeah. Well, and the more we have, the more we can give, right? Sure. And that's what that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, a lot comes down to our motivations too. Right? Like I can imagine even going back to praying this psalm mm-hmm. of praying this psalm in such a way that says, "God, I can't wait for the really abundant crops." Like isn't it like you're so awesome? Could you give me those you, crops? Right, right, right. <laughs> Rather than like the whole impetus of this psalm is, wow, God, you are amazing. You've been so generous. You are so gracious. You are abundantly generous. Like I just have to join in the hills in praising you. Right? Like you can see like those are two ways to pray 
almost very similar words, but with different motivations. Right. And the latter is, is what we're supposed to be doing. It seems like that's the thrust of the psalm, right? Yeah. Like it's just kind of, uh, yeah. The psalm's just kind of amazed over and over. Like it's amazed that, mm -hmm. wow, on a personal level, like you extend this grace when we're overwhelmed with transgressions. On sort of the, the global level, you are so much more powerful than, than the seas and the mountains, the most powerful kind of physical concrete symbols we have. Mm -hmm. And then like, wow, you are so generous and abundant in, in our fields and our crops. Yep. And that goes to back, you know, months ago when we had a conversation about many of us pray just when we want something. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, can you, you know, I'm praying because I want this to happen or I want that to happen or I need this or I want that, you know. And yeah, so my new answer <laughs> is praying, you know, how does it help us or change our way of praying and mm. and it's to praise him more mm. praying doesn't always have to be asking you know for yeah. things and wanting things it's uh, praising him yeah you know I, I i certainly don't think i do that enough there's oh. always a you know a, an ask in there at some point so mm -hmm. yeah yeah me neither I have to work on that I guess that's why this psalm is probably in the, the Psalter sure. for us, right? Yeah. God knows we need practice. Yep. Well, Amy, did this go anywhere either of us expected it? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> no, it was a great conversation. You can put in a good word, whoever edits the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Be liberal with cutting what Matt said. <laughs> note to the editor. All right. Well, that seems like a great note. Not the editing note, but your final note about praise to end on. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Let's conclude okay. with verse eight. One more time. The whole earth, this is fitting with uh, where we landed. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders, where morning dawns, where evening fades. You call forth songs of joy. Friends, go out and pray the Psalms. Mm -hmm.